And uh, then uh, Sasha Sistic replied back that uh, uh, we will send you uh, a letter, uh, the, the patent, and it actually covers everything you do. <laughs> Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode three of a five-part series with Alan Jarrar from 50% Arabica. And before we keep going on with our conversation about coffee cults, Alan, tell us about your roasting company. Uh, thanks for having me, Lee. A pleasure to be here. Uh, our my or our roasting company, uh, founded by uh, me and my partner Kaliopi. Uh, we, she is an amazing manager and kind of director and uh, uh, quality control. Love it. Uh, person, and I'm uh, and I'm the coffee guy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we both work in uh, the coffee industry ten plus years and. Uh, Kali has its, her own coffee shop for the last five years in the central, in the downtown in, in Brno, Czech Republic. And uh, she always wanted to start a roastery, and I wanted that too, but uh, I, uh, I'm not very good with papers and uh, mm -hmm. starting companies. She is, so uh, we merged uh, and uh, started Jokes Aside Coffee three years ago. Is it two years, two and a half years ago? Yeah, 21. Mm -hmm. And so we, we source uh, coffees. We have a few direct relationships with uh, producers in Colombia. And, uh, you know, we do the usual uh, delicious specialty coffee, lightly roasted for filter and espresso. We have two coffee shops in Bernard Czech Republic, Stuff's Espresso Bar and Finer Coffee. So we feel... Whenever you're in Brno, uh, give us a give us a call and come by. And happy first birthday for one of the cafes, you. right? You're welcome. Oh yeah, I saw uh, the celebrations on social media. Thank you. It was great success. Uh, I mean, we're in the middle of uh, summer holiday, so Brno is kind of looks like a like west wasteland. Uh, oh, like, you know, post-apocalyptic movies. Everyone is out uh, <laughs> in in Greece. Croatia, Spain. Everyone's in Greece oh, at the no moment. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was a success, you know, 100 cocktails, uh, eight bottles of wine and uh, musicians and a lot of people. Awesome. awesome. Here's to many, many more years, inshallah, um, of, of success for you guys. I think it's really beautiful the way that you've taken – this humor and narrative that you've got online with the meme account and and created this roasting brand, all jokes aside, um, which is just, I love that the theme is continuing into more serious things <laughs> as well as being balanced. So it's great. In our last episode, we started talking about coffee cults and we kind of shared some stories about some examples of coffee cults Today, I kind of want to talk about the damage that a, that a coffee cult can do. Um, and I think we're going to use a specific example that you kind of highlighted on your, on your account recently. So why don't you tell us about that? Uh, it was uh, such an interesting thing that it raised so much attention um, and I'm glad because uh, it, when I saw that, it felt very 
inappropriate and uh, it felt like a, like a mistake. And, and so I wanted to kind of raise in awareness. Your uh, in your yes, opinion. In your opinion. In my opinion, yes. In my opinion, it uh, felt like a mistake and I wanted to raise uh, awareness about that topic. So, <clears throat> uh, and I met them in Athens, actually. Uh, squeaky coffee. Uh, two guys from uh, Thailand. And uh, they uh, they make coffee accessories. Uh, I think they started with the air blower. So mm-hmm. we can blow uh, air out of uh, the coffee dose, you know, and blow away the shaft. And uh, then they started doing something interesting. And you, you would stumble upon them on coffee festivals. Like they would be dressed like astronauts, I think. Yep. Uh, they would take selfies with uh, famous coffee people and uh, very, you know, lovely vibe uh, people. Lovely to be around them. And uh, they made a very interesting product since we see that trend in competitions for the past, uh, I think, four or five years. Uh, they made uh, an attachment to your bottomless portifilter. Mm-hmm. And in that attachment, you, you can put um, basically any, um, any metal rock or something that would cool down your coffee, mm-hmm. uh, your, the extraction. And someone uh, wrote them uh, in their DM, uh, actually the, the owner of uh, Nucleus Coffee uh, Tools, uh, uh, that uh, I think uh, your, uh, your device is, has breached our patent for extraction chilling um can i have your email so our team will be in contact and uh, brief you about our patent and uh so a lot of people after that started to to look at what happened um but uh at at least to my knowledge and in my opinion uh as far as i know the patent that uh that Sasha Sestis was talking about uh, it covers the uh, the stand, and I'm not sure if the metal ball, the paragon ball, as well, but the stand for for the dripper, uh, <laughs> as well as the ball. And uh, they replied, Squeaky Coffee replied, uh, "Hello, Mr. Sestis. I think this is just a misunderstanding. Our product is has nothing to do with uh, paragon." Uh, it is just an attachment to a portafilter where you can put, yeah, even Paragon, if it fits, but <laughs> any other metal ball uh, or whiskey rock uh, to cool down the extraction. Or chocolate. And then you could put a chocolate, chocolate there. Chocolate ball, that's actually an Instagram trend, uh, which I don't really understand, but uh, it's very popular. <laughs> Around Easter and uh, Christmas, you would melt your chocolate. It your lint beautiful. balls. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you kind of make your chocolate afogat. No, oh, what? Chocolate something. Mocha, whatever. Mocha, yeah. Uh, they replied, okay, this is uh, just a device that has nothing to do with your device. Uh, uh, yeah, surely it, uh, perhaps it was inspired by 
by that, but uh, there are no similarities, obviously. Folks, our first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros, and it comes with a certificate upon completion. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. And uh, then uh, Sasha Assistants replied back that uh, we will send you uh, a letter, uh, the, the patent, and it actually covers everything do <laughs> every time somebody a... says it covers everything now i see I your it. memes all over the place like it's just wild for me it was such a uh, such a home run you know to have this sentence in, in, in... <laughs> from a comedic <laughs> perspective yes uh because it's uh it, it, i love it. it it's hilarious um and uh <laughs> Then a lot of people started looking at that and they uh, find out that uh, the patent uh, for one in your is opinion. still pending. In, in, oh, well, in opinion of uh, many others, but yeah, in my opinion, uh, as far as I know, the patent is still pen pending and it was filed, at least to my knowledge, in Italy. Uh, wow. Uh, so uh, I talked to uh, Christopher Ferran and a few others who uh, kind of are more knowledgeable in, uh, in uh, the world of patents. And apparently, in my opinion, you can't file a patent uh, globally. You uh, apply and file it in a certain country, and then you go through a very long, uh, you know, bureaucratic process until uh, the uh, your, your patent is either approved or you need to kind of rebuild, uh, you know, the, the work you did uh, in terms of papers for, for that. So uh, it's very complicated. I don't really understand that whole area, but I understand, uh, uh, you know, uh, you can't really, well, in my opinion, you, you one shouldn't be going after uh, potential competition uh, with uh, just a half-ass arguments, I would say, you know, you know what I mean? I, <laughs> I'm the wrong person to, to really comment on this. Um, I really do know what you mean. I re really, really do know what you mean as, as somebody who has uh, watched, I, I watched it from afar with deep interest because I've been on the receiving end of what happened to Squeaky Coffee as well. And uh, it's, it's scary and it is intimidating, in my opinion. And also, in my opinion, it's bullying. And it, it, felt seemed, like that. it seemed like the internet agreed uh, with my opinion. That it was bullying because what was what happened after after this started coming to light? This was really great, uh, and this is the positive outcome of this whole situation. And I'm <laughs> really happy this happened. Uh, so uh, more people started raising awareness and questioning that 
conversation because what Squeaky Coffee did, they released the screenshot of that conversation with Sasha Sestit on their Instagram <laughs> and asked the public, hey guys, are we doing something wrong because we don't understand patterns? <laughs> and we, we, it was, I loved it. It was such an honest way to, you know, kind of, I'm just scratching my head and <laughs> I need your advice. Please help me. Uh, so people were like, no, 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 you didn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, you're right. They may just cross the line a little, and uh, then uh, Nucleus and both Nucleus and Sasha Sissi did, uh, I think, an amazing thing because they uh, publicly apologized uh, for the misunderstanding and uh, encouraged, actually encouraged Sweetly Coffee to continue the development of their products and uh, uh, apologized for. Uh, appearing to stand in their way, which I think is lovely because, uh, well, in my opinion, it felt like uh, the coffee community uh, wanted to stay behind uh, someone who has a small business and uh, uh, doing their best, uh, not having, and they, they don't have, you know, that many resources and funds, mm -hmm. such as uh, that huge company based in Australia. Uh, so it really felt like a, like a school fight and uh, you would stand uh, for someone who is weaker in the fight. Like, hey, stop, stop doing that. No. Leave them alone. Uh, and that felt nice you know, from, from, from the human perspective. And something that was really really interesting was what was happening kind of in the whispered corridors like a lot of you can't imagine the number of people that sent me that meme the f the first couple of memes that you were doing um and then the conversations that people were having with me like what usually happens around um similar situations with this similar company is I get contacted, whether it be by people on their staff or people around them that want to have conversations with me about how this is happening, but Lee, you can't talk about it on the podcast. So the interesting part about it is that there was a lot of cognitive dissonance that was created by what you did that resonated into the core of that company and created a significant amount of discomfort, in my opinion, um, that exists to today. People contact me still to now about how uncomfortable that whole situation was for them and continues to be for them whenever they go out in public into the coffee community. And I think a really beautiful thing that this whole situation uh, presented to the industry at large was to make people think about the way that they treat each other. In my opinion, people are going to get that. so sick of us saying, in my opinion, <laughs> too fucking bad. We have to say it. <laughs> the the damage is done. <laughs> so, so folks, listen, We've set the stage for, for, you know, we've talked about this scenario. In the next episode, we're going to talk about 
what the flow-on effects are for this kind of behavior. Like, what does it really say about us as an industry when we when we treat each other like this? And and you know, in the in the last episode, we're gonna kind of look at like how we can do better because we can do better we should be cultivating this is the coffee industry we wax poetic about community 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 all the time and I would really like to see us start to elevate each other but we're going to talk about that in the next two episodes so join us for that as we explore this uh this whole situation a little more peace love and peanut butter have an amazing rest of your day Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.